Happy Advent and welcome to this special Christmas season of our Sycamore Tree Podcast. I'm Pastor Katie and today we will be reading about darkness and light and knowing with Susan Barnes. Hello. So welcome Susan to the Sycamore Tree. Thank you. And welcome to all of our listeners. How about we start with our favorite little game, Show Me Your Roots, where each of us answers some questions so our listeners can get to know us better. Susan, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, what is your favorite Christmas song? Okay, for me, this is a trick question, and it I is. will not answer it because I ah. have so many favorite songs <laughs> for Christmas or any time of year. They just kind of mishmash around in my head all the time. <laughs> yeah, we listen to Christmas music yeah. so much during the year that it confuses me when it's on the radio. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I, we try and make a difference between a Christmas carol, which you would hear in the church, or... Um, or a hymn, and then a Christmas song, which you might hear on the radio. So like any, Beyonce's. Like Beyonce's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you like them all. No, I like most no special all, one. Most all of them. Okay, most all of them. Okay. Do you have a favorite neighborhood to look at Christmas lights here you in Amarillo? You know, recently, I, I love to look at Christmas lights. My mother and I used to ride around, so it always reminds me of her. Um, but recently, I went to a party. Uh-huh. Uh, that just coincidentally happened to be on Candy Cane Lane. Oh, really? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, over on Gainsboro, and uh, that was wonderful. I enjoyed it so much, so that's going to definitely be on my list every year. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And How about you? So if I was going to say my favorite Christmas song is Sleigh Ride, and uh-huh. it's really funny because um, little Sammy loves it. Like, you know, she's just going to turn one next month. Or, no, this month. This but month. This next week, she's turning one. But she, uh, when the sleigh ride comes on the radio, she just kind of, like, moves her body oh. dancing. And it's fun because it's, it's one of my favorites. Um, and we look at Christmas lights all over Amarillo, and we're always finding, like, one little house, like, in the middle of a neighborhood that's just nutso. Like, yeah. last night we found a house that was coordinated to uh, some music, music, and it was oh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, over by where we live is this road, Fulton, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that goes between Tecla and Bell, and um, they have the funniest blow-ups. So <laughs> if you're looking specifically for a nice row of blow-up um, big, funny, fun um, Christmas displays. I, I like to see them. I'll, I'll check it out. <laughs> I'll definitely check it out. So uh, when you were little, uh, did you ever have a nightlight? Not only did I have a nightlight when I was little, but now that I'm on up there, um, I have a nightlight in at least every room, at least <laughs> one in every room. You know, we do too. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we get up a lot during the night with Me too. Sammy. <laughs> well, I don't have a Sammy, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's important. You know, we're getting up in the middle of the night and we need that light. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. I, I know my brother um, didn't have nightlights for a while and one night he fell over his black border collie because, you know... You couldn't see it. You couldn't see it. So anyway, I believe in nightlights, definitely. Mm-hmm. In college, I had a black cat, and uh, I stepped on her a few too many times that she didn't like me very much. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, we needed old. a light nightlight then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So um, what about any ridiculous fears as a kid? Well, there again, of course, we could argue the meaning of the word ridiculous. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. But uh, as a child and to this day, I, uh, I worry about monsters coming out of the closet. Mm-hmm. So before I go to bed, I always have to make sure that the closet door is closed. <laughs> it just is my thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how about you? Oh, let's see. Well, I don't know if this counts as a fear, but uh, I'm, I am such a perfectionist, and I always was, as a little kid, I was so afraid of making mistakes, oh, you know, or yeah. like messing up, or, yes. you know, maybe that made me a good flutist, because I pra- it made me practice a lot, Yeah, <laughs> but I, I would say that my, maybe, well, and maybe someone would say that that's not so ridiculous, but I, I think... See, I... I kind of think that no fear is ridiculous. If it's yours, it's real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, That's a very good point. Even though it may not be very logical, it's still... It is still real to you. It's still real to you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you, you have to deal with it just like, just like it was actually possible, even though sometimes it really isn't. Mm-hmm. Like monsters under the bed or in the closet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've always been afraid of naked mountain roads. Yes. Um, I figure if there's trees, it'll catch the car. <laughs> but if there's no trees, you're just going down. <laughs> you're just going down. Yeah. Oh, and so steep, some of those Yeah, passes. yeah. So everybody else is saying, oh, look at the view, and I'm hiding on the floorboard. <laughs> you know, saying, tell me when we're out of here. <laughs> yeah, too many James Bond movies? Or? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I am not the person that is going to skydive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is not me. Mm-hmm. That is just not me. I Thank you very much, and I admire the people that do, but because I know it would kill me. Well, I asked that question because I've been thinking a little bit about um, being in the dark and this the angel saying, don't be afraid. And what, you know, what was it that brought the fear on? And so I've been thinking about maybe what angels look like. Do you, what do you picture when you, or imagine when you think of the word angel? That word calls to my mind the stereotypical blonde lady with the Isn't it embarrassing? The glowing white robe (laughs) and the big white feathered wings. Uh Yeah, pretty much, Mm -hmm. pretty much. Yeah, and uh, me too. So I've been trying to think about that and expand that image, even thinking about how we might do that for our uh, children. Um, and I almost did this. I, I didn't do it. I'm making up a little bag for them for Christmas Eve. And I almost put some of those little army men in there. <laughs> but I wasn't sure they would quite get it. It's a, pr- it's a, a big piece for children to That's a quite, pretty big leap. Uh, uh, understand. Yeah. But, I mean, they were pretty fierce, you know. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. would have... And they protect you. Yeah, they would have seen, seemed maybe, or they do, because we, you know, angels um, have not gone extinct, even if we don't see them. But... They, uh, they are. They must be pretty fierce to say, "Do not be afraid." That's right. And well, you know, and you were talking about why they would have been afraid. I think, I mean, from what I've read, every time we read stuff out of the Bible and stuff, I think 
they must have been afraid all the time. <laughs> no, seriously, mm -hmm. they didn't have electricity, mm -hmm. so they were in. When it got dark, it was dark. Really dark. It was really dark until morning came, and they didn't have like heat and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so they were cold and they were tired and they were probably not real clean and so disease was probably pretty common mm -hmm. and so they must have been afraid all the time of all kinds of things just life they probably were afraid of going hungry uh -huh. they didn't have a well-stocked refrigerator you know so they the, couldn't just run to the store no, or run so, to the market you know, it was the, only open at certain hours of the day exactly <laughs> so you know it it would be it would be more uncommon for them to not be afraid. Hmm. I think probably if it was me, I, I I think my kind of standard operating procedure would be fear. Wow. You know, mm -hmm. pretty much all the time. They had so much to worry about that that we're lucky enough not to have to worry about, most of us anyway. So it might not have been the angels who were fierce, just the times. And Could be. part of their good news was you don't have to be afraid anymore. Right. If you, if you starve or if you get sick and die, it's okay. It's okay because we've okay. got you. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that takes us into our psalm for today. You might not think of this as a popular Christmas scripture, but it's a psalm that I've heard several times used in different services and a few funerals, actually, where it talks about, um, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day for darkness is as light to you, the psalmist says. And the other day, I, I just thought, wow, how appropriate that is for Advent, thinking of Christ coming to us in the darkness and even being with us in the darkness, not saying that the darkness is somewhere that keeps us from God. So that's the scripture that we're going to use today. We're going to look at Psalm 139, verses 1 through 14. And our practice here at the Sycamore Tree is to listen to our scripture through Lexio Divina. It's an ancient practice of listening to the scriptures for uh, spiritual gain to grow closer to Christ. So as we listen to the scripture, the first time we will share specific words that jump out at us or words that uh, speak to our hearts, and then we'll read it a second time, and this time we'll share whole phrases that are important to us or have meaning to us. And then um, the third time we will discuss the passage. We'll um, share questions with each other that we had as we were listening, and then we'll close from there. Before we begin, Susan, would you share some prayers with us? Okay. I brought a couple of lyrics from, like I say, there are songs in my head all the time. <laughs> and um, there are certain lyrics that speak to me from time to time. And I have two today. One is from a Christmas musical that we just did recently. And one is from um, a gospel song that we did years ago when I was still working. So I think I'll start with the one that's recent. Um, and it says... 
and when you return on that day of all days, we'll see with our eyes what we've known with our faith. I like that. The other one I first came across when I was still working, and I worked in an office, and I did kind of dread Mondays mm -hmm. because, you know, it was the start of another week, and each of us probably has a day that we would just as soon skip, and mm -hmm. so you can fill in whatever day you want, but anyway, <laughs> this is it. Dear Lord, don't let me miss all the glory around me waiting for heaven someday to come. Open my eyes to miraculous Mondays. Make my feet march to eternity's song. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Thank you, Susan. Thanks for sharing. Here's Psalm 139, verses 114. I'm reading from the English Standard Version first. O oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I free from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Fearfully. Familiar. Known. Mm, knowledge. Searched. Wings. Wonderfully. Ascend. Shale. I'm done. Good. I have the New International Version. Okay. So that was interesting. The differences. So let's hear the difference for New International Version. Okay. O oh Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O oh Lord. You hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? 
If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you, the night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. You are there. You perceive my thoughts. I know that full well. You hem me in. You knit me together. <laughs> I rise on the wings of the dawn and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. The night will shine like the day. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. The darkness is not dark to you. You have laid your hand upon me. Hmm. I think that's comforting. That was comforting to me, too, as I was reading it. Yeah. All right, I'll read it a third time, and then we can talk about it. Okay. This one is from the first egalitarian translation, the Inclusive Bible. Again, verses 1 through 14. Yahweh, you searched me, and you know me. You know if I am standing or sitting. You read my thoughts from far away. Whether I walk or lie down, you are watching. You are intimate with all of my ways. A word is not even on my tongue, Yahweh, before you know what it is. You hem me in before and behind, shielding me with your hand. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me a height my mind cannot reach. Where could I run from your spirit? Where could I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in death, you're already there. I could fly away with wings made of dawn or make my home on the far side of the sea, but even there your hand will guide me, your mighty hand holding me fast. If I say the darkness will hide me and night will be my only light, even darkness won't be dark to you. The night will shine like the day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You created my inmost being and stitched me together in my mother's womb. For all these mysteries, I thank you for the wonder of myself for the wonder of your works, my soul knows it well. I love having heard three different versions of that. I think that's so interesting. It helps really plant the words inside of you, it doesn't does. it? It does. It does. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. 
And I couldn't help but think of what we were talking about before we started reading the scripture because the Hebrews didn't believe in an afterlife. So when it says, if I make my bed in Sheol or in death, you're already there. It's it's kind of funny to me because Sheol is just where the dead are buried. Right. So even if I am non-existent or I can't see, God sees me and God is there with me. It's almost like they really believed they just didn't verbalize it. Mm-hmm. They didn't know yet. Yeah. yeah. God hadn't revealed that. Right. Right. Well, I was raised in the church and then became disenchanted with organized religion when I was in college mm-hmm. and was still a believer but out of the church till I was till we came here till I was in my mid 60s. Mm, really? Yeah, and it was shortly before that, maybe 5 or 10 years before that when I when I finally started to let God guide my decisions and rely on my beliefs. Mm-hmm. And boy, that sure made life easier. <laughs> so that's kind of what I get out of this as a whole, mm-hmm. is, you know, basically, I've got your back. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, like, like the angels saying, don't be afraid. Everyone has their fears. Mm-hmm. Everyone has multiple fears, I guess. Um, depending on your stage of life and your situation. Um, and it's it's very comforting to be able to rely on God and know that, you know, even if you screw up, it's going to be okay. And God is there. Yeah, you can, you can fall back mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. and know, that you're, know that you're protected like mm-hmm. by angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I had originally asked you for, um, for this passage, thinking of the part that talks about knitting, um, <laughs> because you crochet. Now, I don't know, do you, you don't, or do you knit at I all? I don't knit. I used to knit years ago, but it's too complicated for me. I'm a, I'm a simple person. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's pretty complicated, too, but crochet is also complicated, so everything has, it's a complexity. It's just how our brains work, right? Yeah, it depends on your viewpoint. <laughs> <laughs> and even here, this one translated to stitch, too, so it, mm-hmm. you know, it's just this idea of stitch and, or crochet or um, knit, and um, and we're here waiting for the members of the Threads of Love group. But as I was thinking about that, I I put together the verses before it, and then this stitched me together in my mother's womb. I've never thought about trying to knit in the dark. Have you ever tried to crochet oh, in the dark? No, I've never thought about it. It would be really hard, right? I do know of a lady who um, crocheted for years and years and went blind, and they said that she continued to crochet. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, which... I can't imagine. I mean, I crochet a lot, but uh-huh. I can't even begin to imagine that. Well, it yeah. has to be something that you know really well you can do in the yeah. dark. And also to be able to see in a different way, right? Like, well, they say your other senses heighten mm-hmm. when you lose one. So maybe mm-hmm. that's it. Exactly. 
Well, my um, my dad used to uh, encourage me to read in the dark. <laughs> it's I I think that he was um, trying to help me find something to occupy my time, but. <laughs> But it was kind of fun to use a light and, and read in the dark. It's something very uh, focused. Well, you know, nowadays it's very simple to read in the dark. You just read on your iPhone. It is. Or your we, smartphone. We don't have to have a special light. No. no. Unless, unless you actually want to use a book uh, that you hold in your hand and not just your Kindle. Yeah, which I get a whole different feeling from a book itself. Mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. But Me too. We, and we are actually reading from uh, from Bibles that are on the page, not from our phones today. So. Right. The only other thing that occurs to me is, the only other thing that when you were talking about knitting and crocheting and stitching mm-hmm. and hemming and all of that, is that is something that people have done like from the get-go. Uh-huh. It's an ancient that is, thing. Uh-huh. That is an ancient thing that we still do. Not just the crochet, but I mean the, the stitching of something. Mm-hmm. Fishing nets or... Uh-huh. Fishing you know, nets. What, whatever. Or, or the weaving that they used to do and all of that. That's something that people have done almost since there were people. So that's kind of something that kind of ties us back to our roots. Mm-hmm. To think that these are images, too, that, you know, we think about the shepherds. We kind of know about a shepherd, but we don't necessarily all keep sheep. No, I don't have any idea what a shepherd's life would be like. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds to me like it would be very precarious, and it would either be very hot or very cold. <laughs> so I don't think I would like it very much. I'm too spoiled. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I heard somebody say the other day that shepherds were thought of as possibly thieves or mischievous because they kind of lived on their own time in their own space. Yeah. Which... Kind of the hippies of that time, a little (laughs) bit. Well, kind of. (laughs) It's funny, we started talking about angels because it's Christmas time. And then here I'm looking at the verses and we even said this about that the wings it talks about yeah. flying away with wings made of the dawn isn't that pretty that that image is just so beautiful mm-hmm. to see not just wings of an eagle but wings just made of that glory of mm-hmm. uh, an amarillo sunrise adds to our image of what the wings of an angel might look like. I always picture angels surrounded by an aura. Mm-hmm. You know, light. Mm-hmm. The glory shone all around. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. That's it, exactly. I've been thinking about that. I'd say a little bit more about that, but I'm saving that for my Christmas Eve children's sermon, so... Ah. So if you're wanting to know more about that, you can come hear us on Christmas Eve. But but Susan, I thank you for joining me today. This was fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting to know you a little better and uh, reading the scripture with you. And thanks to all of you for joining us here for this winter Advent episode of The Sycamore Tree. 
Catch us in the new year as we will explore some ancient spiritual practices or catch us to celebrate God's gift of love this season. You can join us for our Blue Christmas service this Saturday, December 21st at 5.30 p.m. On Christmas Eve, that's Tuesday, December 24th at 6 p.m. Or you can come join us for worship every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. here in Amarillo, Texas. Have a fearless, bright light Christmas.